Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. It's time to turn on the Shark Spotlight. Today we shine the Shark Spotlight squarely on Patrick Marlowe, but that's a place that Patrick's been comfortable living for the past couple of decades. Drafted second overall in the 1997 NHL entry draft, Marlowe has been at the top of his game ever since. And incredibly, he's beginning his 21st season with the Sharks, 23rd in the National Hockey League in the 2021 season. I caught up with Patrick recently, and I think after you hear our conversation, you'll get to know him a little bit better. Today's Shark Spotlight, Patrick Marlowe. I want to talk about the fact that, that, that you have four boys and you have a family, and obviously San Jose is your home, but uh, um, what's a typical day like in the Patrick Marlowe household with all those boys? <laughs> oh, it's uh, right from the moment the boys get up, they're it's it's go time they're uh they're busy uh right from the youngest you know he's uh he wants to play in right away he wants people to go play hockey you know you want to do different things um but right right now for most part there's just tons of energy i guess with with all the boys and they're all they're all into their their different things right now and uh, a lot of it's hockey football um you know, and then there's there's video games that they're into, uh, but uh, there's uh, never a dull moment, put it that way. They all play football too. Uh, well, just they just kind of got my uh, my two middle boys got into it this year. They're uh, you know they got their favorite teams, and they are their uncle. Uh, they watch football with their uncle on the on weekends, and one's an Eagles fan, and one's a Cowboys fan, and one's a Bills fan, and then the youngest one hasn't picked one yet, so. Um, That's Richard, right? That they let, that they watch the games with. Uh, no, my uh, my brother in law. Uh, he lives in our, our guest house with my sister in law, Christina's sister. So, uh, uh, Bijan's his name. Yeah. The reason why I bring up your brother Richard when we're talking about football is he was a football player. Did he ever play in the CFL? Uh, no, he played. Uh, he played for uh, Team Saskatchewan, uh, University of Saskatchewan. Sorry, and they okay. won the Vanier Cup. Yeah. Well, wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. Did you did you follow all those sports when you were growing up? And and how does a Marlowe day uh, today with all these kids compare to when you were growing up with Richard and with your sister Denise and with with your mom and dad? Um, it's a a little bit different. I'm trying to trying to maybe bring a little bit back to what what I went through just to you know give them a little bit of taste of uh, you know living on rural farm in Saskatchewan, having to chip in and help out around the house with. Um, uh, do things in the yard. I think that was probably the, the biggest thing for me growing up. We, you know, you, you had your chores, you had to go do your chores. And once you did that, then you had free time to go play or do whatever. And um, so I'm trying to instill that in our kids, you know, give them, uh, give them some 
some work to do around the house because it, it's it's about helping the family it's not not necessarily you, the word work is a bad thing it's it's just being helpful being a family member and 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 uh helping helping everybody out why don't you tell us a little bit about that i've gotten to know your dad dennis a little bit over the course of the years with all these father's trips and uh he's so proud of everything that you've accomplished as i as i know your mom too um, over the years, but to just give us an idea of that foundation and, and how much that really helped you be who you are and do what you do. Yeah. I, as a kid, you don't really think too much about it. I think, you know, you, you're like, Oh, I gotta go do this. I gotta go do that. But then as you get older and you, you know, get out and on your own and in the real world, you can see how all those traits are what, what helps you succeed in life. I think, uh, you know, both my parents, uh, you know, putting in the work that they did. My mom is a teacher, dad is a farmer. And then, uh, you know, my, my mom would take us to school and she'd be there teaching. And then she'd come home and she'd, you know, be working on the farm, making meals. Um, you know, we'd be we'd be out making doing making fence or, you know, anything. And and they were there and uh, doing it together. So that I think that's one of the things I look back on now is that when we did things, if it was a big project, it was, everybody had to come together. You, you came together as a group, as a family and, and to get things done. And what also kind of is special too, is that uh, the rural atmosphere is that you would have your neighbors, your neighbors, would, if it was such a big project, if you did uh, like cattle branding or uh, ear tags or anything like that, you know, you would go help them do that, their work. And then they would, you know, come help you do your work. So it just, uh, that sense of community was, uh, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, you kind of, you miss that, uh, uh, at times, I think being away from it for, for uh, as long as I have. It's harder to do that in a city of over a million people, obviously, and in this area, but, uh, because you're from that background, does it make you want to kind of reach out to your neighbors a little bit more than some people might otherwise? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, we uh, pretty fortunate. Uh, Christina's family is from the Bay Area, so we do have some family there that uh, you know, if there's something to be done and you need help, you, you can you can buzz them up, and, uh, and it's uh, and and it'll get done. And then uh, I've I've been pretty fortunate to have some uh, pretty good neighbors over the years. Uh, there's one in particular that uh, we're still in contact. Uh, we don't we're not neighbors anymore, but uh, we got to be really good friends. And uh, you know, he's helped me out uh, with the. A ton of things and i've helped them out too i think I, I at least i hope so do you ever because you you are so involved in in that family atmosphere and because that's so important to you in your upbringing do you get a chance to bring the kids back to aneroid all that often not as much as i'd like to but uh i think they keep after we go there they keep asking them to go back so that that uh that may, brings a smile to my face uh whether it be uh you know pretty soon i'm gonna have to get them uh driving some vehicles again last time i went out there we took them out in the open field and you know let them drive and uh there's nothing they can hit or anything like that so uh you know that's when i was their age i'd be driving around uh you know doing chores or doing everything but that's that's part of uh growing up on a farm so that reminds me of, of my upbringing because we used to drive the tractor out on, you know, out on the farm and stuff. And that was, a, or, or the truck and I'd be able to drive, even though I was like 12 years old. And that, that's, uh, that's something that'll make a couple of boys want to get back out there pretty quickly. I bet. Oh yeah, for sure. And they, uh, you know, getting them, getting them out there and they're, 
to see how tentative they are behind the wheel, which is great. You know, they got to have that, the be cautious. And then you can see that they get a little bit of a little bit of confidence in themselves. And, you know, it's something that, that can boost their self-esteem for sure. I wanted to ask you about your family background because you're really popular in the province of Quebec. People see your name and they assume perhaps that you're fluent in French, which you're not. But your parents both speak French, don't they? Uh, yeah, my dad grew up speaking French and my mom took French in school. But uh, yeah, the where we grew up, uh, there's a small towns. There's all, they're all across Saskatchewan that they're mainly French speaking towns. And my dad and his family, they grew up, uh, you know, we grew up in Anne, but the uh, and Pontex is right next to it. And that's a, a major uh french-speaking community so that's we go to church there and and do all those things i uh i feel guilty because i don't know french and i should uh by for whatever reason uh you know moving around for hockey i didn't get to go to the proper classes that i needed but uh um maybe there's still time left i can still still learn it so uh but uh, my grandma and grandpa i think they both uh, were in, in uh, Montreal and in Quebec for, for a little bit before they moved out uh, out west to Saskatchewan. So obviously because of that too, you get embedded in the hockey culture, first as a Canadian, second as someone in Saskatchewan, but third with the background with the, with the French speaking uh, world in Canada too. And how old were you when you actually first played the game? Uh, I, I think I was, I think I started skating when I was three and playing when I was five. I, my mom has pictures of me taking, uh, figure skating. I think when I was like three or four, um, uh, or figure skating, power skating, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, we, we had, uh, put on a concert. So I, I think I had like a little tuxedo on or something like that. So that, I don't know if she has any, pic, uh, if those pictures still around, but, uh, I think, uh, just having them with that support and that, you know, being able to take me there and and drive, drive down the road for miles and miles to take me to different hockey games is, uh, I'm very thankful that they did that for me. So you've got four boys and you played the NHL when you were 18 and now all around you inside that Sharks locker room, there are kids that are basically in that kind of similar experience now that if they're first year players, how is your experience that you had at 18 different than probably what you see them having? Um, well, I think probably the, the biggest difference would be, uh, I mean, I, I had a great, great uh, bunch of veterans that, uh, that showed me the ropes for sure. So I want to kind of, I want to pass on, pass that down to, to these guys. But I think these guys uh, nowadays have a lot more to, a little bit more to deal with, with the social media aspect and, and things like that. That's kind of growing a lot, lot more than we didn't have that back uh, when I first started out. So there's different, uh, different issues that they have to navigate. So you just kind of be mindful of those and try and help them uh, navigate them best you can. And um, you know, you kind of, you having gone through it, you know, exactly how they're feeling, you know, they, they're, uh, you know, eyes wide open trying to take everything in. And that's, uh, that's the, the cool part. You can, uh, you can see, you look around, look at their faces in the room and, and know exactly what's going on in, in their head almost sometimes, uh, most of the time. So uh, you can help them out in, in different aspects when you, when you see that. When you were 18 and you were playing alongside a whole bunch of veterans inside the Sharks locker room, when you first got there, were you a little bit nervous? Yeah, for sure. I was, uh, you know, and then, but right away, I think that's probably one of the, the bigger, big things that a veteran guy can do is just go up, introduce yourself and welcome somebody to the team. I think that's, uh, that's always huge. Um, it kind of puts, puts you at ease and, 
and just so you know they they recognize you they they know you're there you're part of the team and you're part of part of the organization and uh, you know we all have the same goal we all want to we all enjoy playing hockey so there's already that uh, that connection right there yeah i noticed last year you and mario ferraro spent a decent amount of time together before you went to pittsburgh at the end of the year and of course in toronto there were a lot of articles in the newspaper talking about your relationship with people like austin matthews and mitchell marner and so forth when you see young guys like that succeed at, at your stage in, in your career in your life do you almost feel like you're as proud of them as you are of your own kids when they do something uh yeah i mean you can get you can get really strong bonds with these guys for sure um you know talking talking about uh mitch and maddie uh you know those i spent a lot of time with those guys and um it's always great to see them do well on the ice but the, the biggest thing that i have from those guys is just their friendship and they're great people too and usually those two go hand in hand and um it's it's great to see them watch and uh watch them how 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 they've evolved even in this shorter period of time and how much more they, they can they can go and uh you know we have a great bunch of young guys on our, our club here too as well. So I'm looking forward to, you know, getting to know them more. I don't know, I don't know with all the restrictions we have uh, with COVID, uh, it'll make it a little bit more, a uh, uh, little bit dip, more difficult to do, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely find a way to, to get it done. I think for sure. I, I know uh, one of the things that I like to do and a lot of the guys would like to do is go out to dinners and, you know, talk over dinner and, and get to know each other that way. But uh, we're going to have to find uh, some different avenues uh, to do it this year and it'll, it'll all uh, work out. And it's always good to, to get everybody's background, their story. And, and that way, you know, where they come from and you know, what, the, what they're, it almost gives you insight to how they approach life and what they feel. Well, as Gordy Howe said once to a, a young hockey player, when he became a rookie in the NHL, he said, uh, Hey kid, we use a puck in this league too. And in a way, by saying that, he was trying to get them to feel more comfortable. Um, is, that, is that kind of the role that you have in, in, in a big way off the ice with these guys? Yeah, I think so. I think when you come in, you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get your foot and you're trying to find your place in the, in the team, uh, in the organization and all that. And, but I think exactly like you said, just make them feel welcome and make them feel like they're, they're, part of the team already and then that they won't have to worry about where they're going to fit in they'll they'll find their place uh and you know in due time this is 21 years for you in in san jose uh just in one single hockey team which is really an incredible number and your third tenure with the hockey team um how has how has your feelings toward this community evolved over the years and and what's it like to come back again yeah definitely um, you know, having been there for, for so long and, uh, you know, uh, having lived there for so long, you get part of the, into the community, you get, uh, you know, kids going to school, you meet the parents, uh, that go to school, you have the play dates, uh, you meet the parents that are on the, the hockey team. So you, you get the, you get these relationships. And I think that's one of the great things about hockey is that it brings people together. Uh, you find, you find and make friends. Uh, a lot easier with having, uh, you know, your kids in hockey or yourself in hockey and um, just having that, that one thing in common, you can, you can build uh, build a great relationship. You're listening to the shark spotlight on the San Jose sharks audio network. 
Let's continue our conversation with Sharks hockey legend Patrick Marlowe. What's your philosophy about uh, about how you deal with your sons when they play the game of hockey? Um, do you have any kind of guidance you would give to any parent that uh, that has a kid that wants to play? And, and how do you handle that? And, and compare, given the fact that you play so long in the NHL, how do you kind of take the pressure off the kids that they don't feel they have to match up to anything? Yeah, I think I keep telling my kids, uh, as long as you're trying to get better each and every day, each and every game, um, you know, that's the most important thing and you're having fun. Um, I think that's, you know, those are words I tell them and those are words I kind of like take a look in the mirror and, and, you know, you can be telling yourself that it's, uh, it's about uh, continually getting better personally and, and having fun while you're doing it and try not to, you know, make sure you have really good uh, self-talk. I think uh, when you, the way you talk to yourself is, is key. Um, I know that's a lot of, that's a hard thing to do for our, for everybody, but, uh, it's a, it's a battle worth fighting. I think if you can, uh, you know, think really high of yourself and, um, another, another thing I say, well, what would you, if, if you were, if you were in somebody else's shoes, would you say that to yourself or, or would you not? And, uh, I think a lot of times people would, you know, there are a lot of hard, hard on themselves. And if they took that approach, they would be a little bit, you know, more lenient on, on themselves. And I think it's great advice. Also, you'd be, uh, a little bit more realistic too. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. You, you sometimes you get in, if you get in your own head, you think you make things a lot worse than than what they really are. And uh, a lot of times, these kids are are really good at it too. I know my kids. Uh, you know, if they have a tough loss or tough game, you know, it's they may be may sad for a little bit, but right away they bounce back right away. And um, you know, when I see that, it's like okay, well, you know, that they're onto something here. They know what they're doing. So it, it's uh, I still. I still look around trying to trying to learn things from my kids and other kids and other people. And I think that's, that's uh, there's always lessons when you're looking for them. Out of all the memories you've got as a shark, are there any that you can actually pin down as your personal favorites? Uh, it, it, it has to be playoff hockey. I would, I would say, I think just uh, the, always the atmosphere in San Jose and, you know, the deep runs that we had, the, the winning the series, going to, you know, Western Conference finals, going to Stanley cup finals. Those are always, you know, cause that's, that's how close you're getting to your dream. I think that's what, uh, what makes it so special and the intensity of playoffs. And it's, uh, it's just great to be a part of. What was that night? Like the night that the sharks beat the St. Louis blues and advanced to the Stanley cup final in that amazing atmosphere at the tank. What was that like for you? It was, yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, just, uh, to have that opportunity that there's only two, two teams left and you have that chance, you know, four wins away, you know, it gets that adrenaline going, that excitement going. And um, yeah, cause it's, it's, you've been, I've been chasing it for, you know, as long as I can remember. And that's uh, to get that close is, is, is huge and look forward to, you know, getting there again. You know, one of the memories from that night for me that was really special was, looking at the post-game media and to see you and Joe Thornton sitting up there after all of the years that neither one of you had gotten to the Stanley Cup final. And you mm -hmm. could just see it written on your faces, how happy you were. To me, that's a special memory. Yes. For, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's hard to, hard to describe, but I, yeah, it definitely puts a smile on your face knowing that you, you have the, that chance to, to win and, to, and to, to realize your dream. So it still puts a smile on my face, you know, 
Oh, mine too. There's no <laughs> question about that. Um, I mean, I've got so many great memories of your career, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the one overtime goal you got on a pass from Joe against Detroit in the, in that series. I think it was 2010, a couple of series winning goals. I think that uh, that underrated series against Detroit in 2011, what went full seven games, that was an amazing series. And of course, going to the, the Stanley Cup final and and so forth. But there's one night that you had that just everything seemed to go right. And that was the night you scored four goals in one period against Colorado. What uh, what was it? Was it the water you drank that day or what happened? What was that day like and when it all started to go in all the time? Yeah, I mean, you you dream about those days for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, they just everything just went my way that night. And it was it was fun. It was so much fun to be part of. And um, the thing I all remember is the how my teammates were so excited for me, too. I think that's when you, see, you can put a smile on everybody else's face and they're happy for you. They're excited for you. That uh, it means it means the world. Does playing in the Stanley Cup final and actually getting that chance that we were just talking about make it uh, even more of a burning desire to win again, get back there again? Yeah, I think so. I think knowing that, you know, it, it is possible you can get there. You can, you know, get to the, that that final round. Um, you know, it, it just burns in you. You want to get back there and you want to you want to be on the on the winning end of that. And I'm just trying to help the team any way we can to to get back there. And uh, would it be huge and be unbelievable to to be able to hoist that thing over my head. You know what it's like to uh, to feel the responsibility of being a captain of the team. You were the captain of the Sharks for a number of years. And, uh, um, you know, the, the Sharks have a new captain now for a second year and Logan Couture. Um, how do you see this young man maturing and and uh, gaining in, in his ability to be that leader that the Sharks need to have? Coach has been great, I think. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty cool to see how, how he has evolved over the years, I think the one thing that coach has always had is he plays the game the right way. He plays both ends of the ice, um, block shots, scores goals, sets up plays. Um, and that's what you want in a leader. And then, you know, seeking up, uh, helping, helping out young guys, um, you know, communicating with, with teammates, communicating with coaches. It's all, he's got it all. I think it's, it's great to see. You were talking a little bit about uh, just the talent inside the Sharks dressing room and the fact that these young guys are pretty well prepared. Are you really excited about getting back on the ice this year? I'm super excited. Yeah, it's it's been a long, uh, long little long layoff here. So uh, I know I'm not the only one excited. Um, all these guys here are chomping at the bit to, to get going. And, you know, we need to we need to make sure that we're getting off to a good start here. It's going to be a, a pretty unique season, but uh, I think if we can dial ourselves in here, we, we are going to set ourselves up good. That brings up something else too. You, you know, you play most of your career in San Jose, but you did have that time in Toronto and your family moved there and you got the experience of what it's like to, to have a, a, a game day. That's like Super Bowl Sunday, every single day. And then you went to Pittsburgh too. And you, you had that experience. Do you think that you grew personally by seeing maybe how the other half lives a little bit, gain an appreciation of San Jose, but also uh, got a different perspective? Yeah, for sure. Uh, on a whole, di a bunch of different levels. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it when, when a player moves a sit moves to a different city or gets traded and, um, you know, it doesn't affect just that player. It affects their whole family. The, it affects, uh, their friends, uh, 
and for everybody on the team too, you got to, you know, those guys that are coming in, it's, it's no different than a young guy coming in. You want to, you want to be able to feel comfortable right away, right from the start. So getting to know guys right away, uh, getting to know the system, it's a, it's a whirlwind of activity for sure. And um, yeah, I've got a whole new respect for what players go through uh, changing teams or, you know, being traded in the, during the season. So um, it gives, it gives me a, a better perspective of what, what everybody has to has to go through and and how is it different like toronto is one thing and then pittsburgh's another you got three different cities you've played in um mm. how are they all different uh boy um all different and yet similar at the same time it's hard to explain but uh you know you know toronto toronto was great because just the, the being in the city being in a hockey you know canada um everybody's know knows about the leaves and everybody knows what's going on um you know, walking around the city in Toronto, being recognized, um, but people people not bombarding you. And then thing with in Pittsburgh, won championships there. They have uh, you know a great following there as well. So uh, being able to to go around there and and uh, you know see some of the sites in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, gives you a different perspective of what uh, what that team goes through, what those players go through. And, um, yeah, it's it's just being a lot of the same, but uh, you know different different areas of the world, I guess. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it, it all comes down to the relationships that, that you gain and the organizations that, that, uh, that are in this league are, are quite amazing and, and make everybody you know, feel part of the, the group right away. You and Joe Thornton have always had a great relationship. What do you think about him following in your footsteps and going to Toronto? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy how things work out sometimes. But uh, yeah, he's... Uh, He's there now, and he's uh, you know looking after the the young guys there, and you know they're not not that young anymore, but they you know they're they're well established players, and uh, you know it's, he's I think he's having a, a pretty good experience there, uh, from far as I can tell right now. Well, let's finish up and look ahead to this season. You've got uh, an exciting group of guys to play with. Everybody's a lot healthier now. The roster has been addressed a little bit. You brought Matt Nieto back, which is nice to see as well, and. Ryan Donato joining the guys up front, a couple of young kids playing for spots and Devin Dudnick and Martin Jones, the tandem in nets. And um, when you look back at last year and, and you were here till the trade deadline, uh, how do you, how do you recover from that? What, what exactly do you have to do differently? And do you see that happening this season with the groups that you have and with that, with Bob Bugner directing everything? Yeah, I think, well, like you said, right at the start there, having everybody healthy is going to be the, the biggest key for, for us. Obviously, you know, we didn't have Cooch. We didn't have the hurdle for a lot of the, you know, key times last year. Uh, you know, Carlson was banged up. But uh, I think this time off uh, has helped a lot of players, uh, helped even the, the younger guys getting bigger and stronger and, and faster. And um, like you said, we brought in some some new guys that uh, that are really good players and having everybody healthy. Our, our, you know, our defense is you know, right up there with the top defense in the league and, um, you know, uh, the new coaching staff uh, with Boogs, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're going to give us a plan. Now it's in our systems. It's going to be up to the players to grab onto that and, and make it our own. And, uh, and you know, we, we're going to be, uh, we're going to set ourselves up pretty nicely. What about the whole idea that you're playing in one division? And, you know, I, I'd imagine that some pretty intense rivalries on the ice will develop as a result of that. Yeah, I was looking at our schedule there the other day. It's a lot of the same teams over and over again. So, uh, you know, it's it is gonna it's gonna be a lot of a lot different. I think, especially for coaches, X's and O's. Um, you know, it's gonna be like playoff series. Um, so that 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 aspect's gonna be a lot of fun. I think 
you know, it's going to be uh, very competitive. Uh, there is going to be some things that carry over from, from game to game. And um, I think the, the big thing that I'm going to be looking forward to is that the, how intense the games are going to, going to get, uh, you know, throughout the season. I expect that they're going to. By the way, do you train differently now than you did even five years ago? Um, well, I have to ask Mikey Patenza that, but uh, I think we we do a lot of the same things. But th- he's always looking for new uh, new exercises, new things to improve on. But uh, I think I would say for the most part, it's it's pretty close to the to the same. There's uh, I don't uh, there's no exercise no exercises that I've been doing that I don't do. Put it that way, or, or for for any reason. So I've been really fortunate in, in that aspect that uh, I'm still able to do all the all the workouts and uh, all the exercises that uh, that he brings up and I mean they're not they're not easy by any 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 stretch of imagination but uh, you know he, he stir, makes it fun and, and new every uh, every summer but isn't that the big uh, key to the whole thing the fact that you come to the rink and come to work every day and you have fun and you still love and enjoy the game yeah it's it was, without that it's uh, then it becomes work <laughs> right now it's just playing and, and uh, loving the game and and having fun um and when when you have when you have those things it, it does it it is work but it doesn't feel like it so uh it it's uh it's good to be part of that that type of group that that enjoys being at the rink each and every day if all goes according to plan patty you're going to be playing a game in vegas on the calendar this year and it's going to be a pretty important contest Knock on every piece of wood possible to make sure that happens, but you would pass Gordy Howe, another Saskatchewan native, as the all-time games played leader in the history of the NHL. What would that mean to you? Uh, I mean, that, that would be be great if it does happen, but uh, you, I think you, you touched on it there, uh, having it be Gordy Howe who holds the record, who is from Saskatchewan, um, holds some pretty uh, significant value for me because I know growing up in Saskatchewan, you'd look at, okay, well, I'm I'm in a small farm town, Saskatchewan. How and I want to be in the NHL. How can I get there? And who's made it there before? And so you go you go through your stack of hockey cards and you pull pull out all the kids that from Saskatchewan and and uh, what what a great uh, idol or somebody to look up to. Nobody better than than Gordy Howe. I mean, he at that point he was you know had held all the records and uh, you know coming from small town Saskatchewan. So. It, it gave you know gave me confidence that well you know this guy could do it maybe it, maybe there's a chance i can do it too our thanks to sharks legend patrick marto for joining us in the spotlight today i'm dan rusinowski the shark spotlight is a presentation of the san jose sharks audio network